Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here. So let's get this show started. Welcome to episode number four of Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Lewis. And my name is Pedro. Hey, man. Welcome to another week. How's it, how's it going? Everything is pretty good. I'm I'm excited about what what is going to be the Super Bowl. It's it's usually a, a pretty fun time of of year, only because it signifies that a baseball season, which is my favorite, is around the corner. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's also a good time to kind of reflect on what was football if you're into it, uh, and it's a big deal. I mean, hundreds of millions of people watch the Super Bowl, whether they're into the sport or not. It's become this really big, big deal. Look, and especially for haters, because I am a certified Patriots hater. So uh, I was on that couch last Sunday cheering for the Chiefs, and they, uh, you know, they just gave up on the defense and. And here comes Brady back to the Super Bowl, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, for those, and I'm, I'm guessing it's a, a very few, besides most people out in the New England area, you know, it's it's been a, a pretty bland uh, Super Bowl run for the last uh, 10 years or so since Tom Brady has kind of taken over. But it's it's for me, it's pure entertainment. You know, Brady, somebody that you really love to hate, and and he does a very good yeah. job being the villain. So, yeah, he got that LeBron syndrome. Yeah, you, you know, you, at least you have that going for you. And and for those who who are not into sports, you know, the Super Bowl is a, is a moment to to reflect on a couple of things. One, some really great commercials. So people, you know, movie releases and trailers and things like that. And and then you have what is the Super Bowl halftime show, which is what we're going to concentrate on. The halftime show, in terms of news, usually happens after the fact, right? Something happens during the halftime show, it's a big buzz, and people talk about it afterwards. But this time, it's a little different. The halftime show has, has become something of uh, worthy of, of, of a conversation before it has even happened, which is rare. You know, except for maybe the one time where there was the first Super Bowl after the whole Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake fiasco. That one had a little conversation behind it. But, you know, it was very. Didn't they do like a delay broadcast or something like that? Well, I mean, from my recollection, I remember that that was during a time where the halftime show was really gearing towards more pop superstars. And after that, they were like, well, we're going to go back to being bland again. And you had some really kind of like, you know, oh, adult contemporary rock for a few years. And then people were like, this is terrible. But that was pretty much the big fight there. But yeah, <laughs> there was. And I, I completely missed the whole Janet Jackson thing because I wasn't a, you know, I was on a big fan of the, of the halftime show. And. Come on, I want what to use the bathroom. You on, bro? What? <laughs> I was like, ah. that's not an excuse. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was in the bathroom and uh, my buddy Jose was like, yo, I think I just saw Janet Jackson's titty. And I was like, are you kidding me? I, ah, wait, wait, on. wait. How do you go to the bathroom <laughs> during halftime, bro? Really? <laughs> I was, 
It was the last song. I saw the whole halftime show, and I was like, oh, okay, this is the last song. And oh, I was that's like, terrible. That is terrible. So that is that is my sad story. That's your story, that I, I yeah, and you're sticking to it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, my friend was like, yo, dude, look what, and I was like, what? So, but that was, I'm pretty sure everybody remembers where they were when that happened. It was such a huge thing. And, uh, you know, Justin Timberlake was just at, at the beginning of what was his solo career at the time. That's right. Yeah. And it could have destroyed him. I mean, he was, he was, oh man. I mean, people were ripping him apart for that. And it was tough. And Janet Jackson suffered a little bit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't her fault at all. And, and the lexicon of wardrobe malfunction became something that everybody was familiar with after that halftime show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll talk will. a little bit more. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about other halftime shows later. But for those who are not into it or kind of are confused, because there's a lot, there's a lot going on with with this story about the halftime show. And, and Lewis, I guess to give it a little bit more background, in general, the NFL asks somebody to perform, right? And right. they usually do it early and. In this case, they were asking people, "Hey, do you mind doing this?" And a lot of them said no. So yeah, which yeah, was, was surprising, but not surprising. I mean, some of the big ones, I mean, we've talked about it before in our podcast. Cardi B has had a huge year, and you know, I would think NFL thought it was a no-brainer. Let's let's invite Cardi B, and she's one of the ones who uh, who recently declined the offer based on her support for what Colin Kaepernick and uh, all of his supporters are trying to do to bring awareness to police brutality and inequality. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, she wasn't the only one. We have folks like Jay-Z, who has recently declined. Another big one that I think folks would have loved to see was Rihanna, the NFL's offer. So, so they're doing so to show some solidarity along with Kaepernick. What we're going to talk about today is, is, uh, is Travis Scott and conversations he had with the Kaepernick camp and their understanding that, you know, he was going to also decline. Yeah, so at this point, the NFL was really struggling to find someone to perform. And, and in general, you know who's going to perform quite early. And, and they struggled. They didn't release a name until not too long ago. And out of everyone who they asked, the, the one person that said, sure, I'll do it, was Maroon 5. And... You know, they're big time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think Maroon 5 has had an incredible career. They've won Grammys. They're, they're big. But, I mean, I don't think that that was the NFL's first choice. And usually in, in these halftime shows, you'll have other artists kind of sprinkled in there. I mean, I recall Katy Perry bringing Missy Elliott in. I remember, you know, Justin Timberlake bringing in Sink in. So, you know, there's always that collaboration where you have special guests and in this case the special guest that the nfl and maroon five kind of worked with was travis scott which is right now one of the biggest rap superstars on, on the planet right now great album Astro World, grammy nominated the, the issue here is travis scott was approached and he wanted to kind of do right and check in with Colin Kaepernick, right? You know, he figured, hey, Colin, I'm, I was invited to do this. I, I'm thinking, and I'm, we're speculating here. They had a conversation. 
and he says, hey, what do you think about me doing this performance? And I think that the conversation ended in a way where Colin Kaepernick felt he is probably going to decline because of the, what we spoke about. But it didn't happen that way. Travis Scott accepted to be part of the performance and then mentioned that he did so only because the NFL provided a donation along with his donation to a particular charity that he's very fond of. But I think that most people, including Colin Kaepernick's significant other, felt that that was almost like a cop-out or a buyout in some sort of way. Right. And, she called him out on Twitter for sure. Yeah. And, and once you do something like that and, and you put it out there, because this was all in private, all these conversations, it, it, it now people are thinking, uh-oh, did, did Travis Scott just get bought off by the NFL? So mm -hmm. it, it makes things very uncomfortable. And Big Boy, who's half of the super superstar Outcast. group Outcast, yeah, is supposed to also be part of this, kind of to create a link to Atlanta where the Super Bowl is happening. And of course, him being a wonderful representative of uh, that city and the state of Georgia. But that can also be a problem because right now, that can also seem like, well, he's kind of not supposed to be doing that. And somebody as woke as outcast can be to, to, to be representing in the Super Bowl, you, you know, it, it could be difficult. It's a, it's a very fine line in this moment where almost anything can be easily politicized to, to be included in, in, the, in the Super and, and Big Boy does not need to perform. Travis Scott does not need the exposure, obviously. I mean, Lewis, you're looking at, what, hundreds of millions of people watching this? So there's big impact in, in, in performing at a halftime show. There is some great, you know, great success that can come out of it. So that's not lost, by, you know, from Maroon 5 and Travis Scott and Big Boy here. This is, they know that there's a lot of eyes watching them, and maybe some new fans could have come out of this. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think historically, if you try to get into their minds, historically, you know, we saw that there was huge jumps for Katy Perry. You know, she saw almost a thousand percent increases in sales days after the event. Missy saw, you know, almost a thousand percent increase in her music streams after she did the event and she was just a guest. I'm sure they look at that and know that it can do wonders for their numbers, increase sales and streams, catapult them into household names. But if you do so, then what kind of message does that send to your fans, to the industry, to your peers, the political atmosphere? Um, it's, you know, there, there are a lot of sensitive buttons that can be pushed. Yeah, I mean, I think right now we're, we're living in a world, and this is not just here in the United States, but I think it's almost anywhere that you are where there is no middle ground here. It's either you are with me or against me, and in many cases. And... Just something as simple as saying, hey, I'm going to perform at the Super Bowl, knowing kind of the issue behind it, the cloud behind it, can easily kind of get people to say, you know what, forget Travis Scott, I'm not going to listen to his music anymore. Something that small, yeah, you know, and the halftime shows, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate and it kind of takes away from what the halftime show is all about, which is, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's supposed to be a break from the crazy, you know, oh, my God, this is they're playing for a championship, blah, blah, blah. And this is the moment where you kind of just relax. And now it's become another tool for people to troll each other on the Internet. It's, it's, a, it's a in my opinion, it's a little sad.
Yeah. To, I, I would to agree. that point. I would agree. You know, but, uh, but at the same time, if you look at uh, the kind of work that Colin has put and in in what he's trying to build, I do appreciate the artists who have said no and the why. And honestly, you know, most of these folks who participate at the halftime show, they don't need the exposure. These aren't, these yeah, are I was, not folks yeah, I was about to say, you know, if, if you look at Travis Scott, his, you know, where he's at right now, you know, he's been nominated for Grammy six times. His last three albums have all gone platinum. He has some great traction right now. So, you know, I think it's important to make the right decision, you know, but like, like, like we said, I think it's unfortunate that he's put in this position in terms of, you know, other artists who've done this show, the Lady Gaga's of the world and the Katy Perry's and of course, Michael Jackson. I mean, they were huge, you know, and like you said, they, at that point of their career, they don't necessarily need the recognition or to do the performance to get their name out there. They're already huge. And that's why the NFL reaches out to folks like that who are huge. They've had a huge year or, or a huge album or they just came off of a huge tour. You know, that's the whole thing behind how NFL chooses who performs. So, you know, the fact that a Travis Scott, you know, is kind of put in this position where he's not, you know, he's not huge like a Michael or, or, or Katy Perry. Yeah, you know, I know Travis and his people saw this as an opportunity and they said to themselves, well, if we, if we make a, a good by putting money towards a foundation or have the NFL kind of back, back us in some sort of way, maybe people will understand that, you know, they mean well or we mean well. But it, it doesn't really look that way. And I, I think that it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what comes out of it and, and how people perceive the performance. Because I think that's going to be key, Lewis. If the performance looks like they're just going through the motions and they just want to be seen and it's not a big production, people are going to trash it online and it's going to be a disaster. If he goes out there and puts on a, a great show, it's going to silence a lot of people. They're like, oh, man, okay, well, he went out there and, and he killed it. Yeah. So I think it's, it's going to... I think that the performance itself is going to make a difference in terms of what comes out of it. Because right now it's bubbling towards, you know, negative reaction. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. I've never, I've never really seen that at a halftime show where they're like, they're already trashing it before it happens. And, and that's, that's weird. I, I've never really seen that before, you know, and, and speaking of terrible <laughs> halftime performances, are there any that you recall that were like, oh my goodness, why is this happening? Uh, <laughs> in re in, I mean, at least in recent memory, you know? I can't think of any performances that that I didn't want to see or that, you know, they were bad. I, I think for the most part, they've been great. You know, when I was a kid, I remember the Michael Jackson performance. Uh, I think it was in 1993. Oh, I'm sorry, 83. You know, I, I was too young to really pay attention to the whole theatrics and everything. What I remember walking away with with that show was how in the world did he get from on top of the rafters, top of the lights, and then pop up in the middle of the stage that quickly? I like like was there a double? <laughs> did he was magic. there a rope he came down? I, yeah, magic. I, I, to the, you know, I have to look that up in Google. To this day, I don't know how that happened, but that's one of my most memorable Super Bowl performances. I have two. One for being pretty bad and one for being really good. Uh, you know, the, the, I'll go with the bad one first. In 2011, 
the Black Eyed Peas at the pinnacle of their career, because I'm talking about I Got a Feeling and just like they broke the record for the longest number one song. I mean, they were kind of huge at this point. They were so bad. That was, it was the Black Eyed Peas with Usher. And then, I don't know if you remember this, Slash from the Guns N' Roses showed up. I'm like, what the hell is Slash oh, doing yeah. here? It's <laughs> like, what the, what the hell? This makes no sense. It was really bizarre. And I think it also made it more bizarre that they were at Cowboy Stadium, which is like, I don't like the Cowboys. And it was just, it was just really, really weird. And, and I remember sitting there, I usually drink during these things. And usually by halftime, I'm a little, you know, tipsy. But I remember everyone in the room looking at each other like, what the hell did we just watch? Mm. So I remember that one being a complete bomb. But, you know, and and you did speak about Michael Jackson, which I think really set the bar super high because nobody really got to replicate that for quite a long time. But when Prince performed in in 2007 in Miami, I, I think... That was amazing. You know, Prince always looks great. You are a Prince fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his <laughs> performance was amazing. I mean, he sang some, because I was, I was like, oh, what is he going to sing? What is he going to sing? And, you know, he did We Will Rock You as an intro. And then he goes into Let's Go Crazy. And, you know, ending it, ending it with, with Purple Rain was amazing. I mean, obviously, you got to end it with that. But I think what the coolest thing about that halftime show was it started to rain. Oh. And... And he he played like no problem. I mean, it's an open air stadium, and he just so that was like it was like almost like it was made for that moment. To me, that was a personal favorite and one worthy of watching. If you can find the video of it, finding videos of Prince online is like finding a unicorn. It's very difficult. <laughs> I mean, they take everything down, but if we can find it, we'll put it out there. Don't know if most folks know, but you know the NFL doesn't pay artists to do these shows, right? So excellent you know, point. They, Thank you for putting that, yeah. putting that out there. Yeah. But what they do is pay for all the expenses and production costs. You know, of course, they they want a great show. Now that we talked about some of our favorites and, and some of our not-so-favorite halftime show moments. You know, Luis and I were discussing a little bit, well, who would we like, actually, who would we want to see maybe next year? All right, you know? I can't help myself. Cardi B, Cardi B, <laughs> Cardi B, baby. <laughs> you know, I, and, and I, speaking of, I think it's unanimous. First of all, I would love to see Cardi B perform. I, I think that she knows how to get people riled up. She gets me excited. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw the video about her talking about the government shutdown, but I was like, yeah, that's right. I wanted to like run through a wall. <laughs> she's crazy. You know what, what What excites me is is who knows what she's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Is she going to, you know, whip out a titty? Is she going to, you know... Say goodnight, bitches. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just excited. She's, she's Start like twerking she's, or whatever. Yeah, hell yeah. She's BX, baby. I can't wait to see that. You know, I, I think it would be great. And not only that, but just the buzz alone would garner some re- ridiculous. I mean, people who 
don't even know what football is. They'll be like, I don't know what that is, but I know Cardi B's performance, so I got to watch this. I mean, you know, it, it, it would be so much fun. I don't know where the Super Bowl is in 2020. I got to double check it, but... I don't you know, care. eventually it can be inside, it can be indoor, it can be in, <laughs> in Montana. I don't care. Bring Cardi B. Hey, y'all. I just want to remind you because it's been a little bit over three weeks. OK, it's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering as in summoning federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for healthcare. So your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this shit is really fucking serious, bro. Music, books, podcasts, articles, just the good stuff from their library to yours musically speaking recommends a music documentary that i found quite fascinating if if you're not aware of the fire festival uh it was just to quickly explain it was a huge festival that was supposed to be you know like coachella and like Burning Man, and it was supposed to be the best thing in the world, and it was happening in an island, and it bombed completely. And the, the story behind it is quite amazing. It's There's two documentaries, but I saw the one that was on Netflix, basically called Fire, The Greatest Party That Never Happened. And it goes into pretty good detail about that. And the one thing that I really enjoyed about this documentary is that there's a lot of footage that they had originally to create a documentary about its success. And then when it bombed, they used that footage to talk about that. And it was, it was just bizarre. And Ja Rule's involved. And, you know, right now he's in the news because he's trying to backtrack what he said, which he said because he was recorded saying these things. But uh, the guy can't catch a break. I mean, like he's trying to be an entrepreneur, like 50 Cent, and it's just, he's falling flat on every sort of well, level. 50 Cent here, said but... he's going he's gonna to kill his career, so hey. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> it's, uh, he's, he's killing his own career at this point. This was, it was embarrassing. If you, if you guys watch this documentary, it's almost pretty embarrassing how much of a fool Ja Rule makes himself look like, and, and to the point where, I was almost laughing at him, but in a way where I felt bad. But he still got a lot more money than me, so no, I don't, I don't really care. But a good, good, good recommendation. But it was, yeah, it's it's a great recommendation, uh, folks. Check, if you're into music and, and you're into festivals, I don't get to go to these because I find these things kind of pretentious. Except for the couple of EDM festivals that I've been to, this is worth watching because uh, a lot of people really got their money taken and. It just shows the power of social media and influencers and things like that. So um, worth a look. Check it out, guys. All right. That concludes this episode of Musically Speaking Podcast. Please be sure to check us out at musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for past episodes. We appreciate your support. Please subscribe and share. Have a good one. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro.